Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Microsoft's Digital Crime Unit goes deep on how it disrupts cybercrime. Ten years in, Microsoft's DCU has honed its strategy of using both unique legal tactics and the company's technical reach to disrupt global cybercrime and state-backed actors. By Lily Hay Newman. Governments and the tech industry around the world have been scrambling in recent years to curb the rise of online scamming and cybercrime. Yet, even with progress on digital defenses, enforcement, and deterrence, the ransomware attacks, business email compromises, and malware infections keep on coming. Over the past decade, Microsoft's Digital Crimes Unit, or DCU, has forged its own strategies, both technical and legal, to investigate scams, take down criminal infrastructure, and block malicious traffic. The DCU is fueled, of course, by Microsoft's massive scale and the visibility across the Internet that comes from the reach of Windows. But DCU team members repeatedly told Wired that their work is motivated by very personal goals of protecting victims rather than a broad policy agenda or corporate mandate. In just its latest action, the DCU announced Wednesday evening efforts to disrupt a cybercrime group that Microsoft calls Storm 1152. A middleman in the criminal ecosystem, Storm 1152 sells software services and tools like identity verification bypass mechanisms to other cybercriminals. The group has grown into the number one creator and vendor of fake Microsoft accounts, creating roughly 750 million scam accounts that the actor has sold for millions of dollars. The DCU used legal techniques it has honed over many years related to protecting intellectual property to move against Storm 1152. The team obtained a court order from the Southern District of New York on December 7th to seize some of the criminal group's digital infrastructure in the U.S. and take down websites including the services First Captcha, AnyCAPTCHA, and NoneCAPTCHA, as well as a site that sold fake Outlook accounts called Hotmailbox.me. The strategy reflects the DCU's evolution. A group with the name Digital Crimes Unit has existed at Microsoft since 2008. But the team, in its current form, took shape in 2013 when the old DCU merged with a Microsoft team known as the Intellectual Property Crimes Unit. Things have become a lot more complex, says Peter Anneman, a DCU principal investigator. Traditionally, you would find one or two people working together. Now, when you're looking at an attack, there are multiple players. But if we can break it down and understand the different layers that are involved, it will help us be more impactful. 
The DCU's hybrid technical and legal approach to chipping away at cybercrime is still unusual, but as the cybercrime ecosystem has evolved, alongside its overlaps with state-backed hacking campaigns, the idea of employing creative legal strategies in cyberspace has become more mainstream. In recent years, for example, Meta-owned WhatsApp and Apple both took on the notorious spyware maker NSO Group with lawsuits. Still, the DCU's particular progress was the result of Microsoft's unique dominance during the rise of the consumer internet. As the group's mission came into focus while dealing with threats from the late 2000s and early 2010s, like the widespread conficker worm, the DCU's unorthodox and aggressive approach drew criticism at times for its fallout and potential impacts on legitimate businesses and websites. There's simply no other company that takes such a direct approach to taking on scammers, Wired wrote in a story about the DCU from October 2014. That makes Microsoft rather effective, but also a little bit scary, observers say. Richard Boscovich, the DCU's assistant general counsel and a former assistant U.S. attorney in Florida's Southern District, told Wired in 2014 that it was frustrating for people within Microsoft to see malware like Conficker rampage across the web and feel like the company could improve the defenses of its products but not do anything to directly deal with the actors behind the crimes. This dilemma spurred the DCU's innovations and continues to do so. What's impacting people? That's what we get asked to take on, and we've developed a muscle to change and to take on new types of crime, says Zoe Crum, the DCU's director of analytics. In the mid-2000s, Crum says Brad Smith, now Microsoft's vice chair and president, was a driving force in turning the company's attention toward the threat of email spam. The DCU has always been a bit of an incubation team. I remember all of a sudden it was like, we have to do something about spam. Brad comes to the team and he's like, okay guys, let's put together a strategy. I'll never forget that it was just, now we're going to focus here. And that has continued. Whether it be moving into the malware space, whether it be tech support fraud, online child exploitation, business email compromise. As the group has matured and expanded into all of these areas, Boscovich says, A preoccupation with exposure to liability and risk is another element of the work that keeps him up at night. You want to help, and you want to do all these things, but no good deed goes unpunished sometimes, he says. Sometimes we would try to help someone, and to help them you kind of shut their computer down, and even though you're trying to help them, their small business goes down. So how do you manage that? That's always been the hardest part of my job. The legal creativity is cool, But how do I make sure that it's acceptable risk and that we research everything so there's no collateral damage? The legal strategies the group is focused on developing evolve as digital threats evolve. In 2016, the DCU began taking the approach of establishing a court special master when working on disruptions related to state-sponsored hacking. This judge-appointed official is a direct point of contact for ongoing cases and even remains active for years after a case has been officially closed enabling the DCU to get court approval for infrastructure takedowns and other actions without having to file for new court orders. It allows us to stay on top of these threats and get an order within minutes, Boscovich says. We can accelerate the process of litigation almost to the speed of cyber. He also points out the challenge of taking action against threat actors given the professionalism of the cybercrime ecosystem in recent years. Crime groups now operate as syndicates with different departments working on different aspects of carrying out crimes while also contracting with third parties for services they don't develop in-house. There is a legal problem. How do you get a bunch of people doing separate activities into one complaint or one charge? They don't always even know each other, Boscovich says. 
To address this situation, the group worked on legal strategies under the U.S. Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, or RICO, which is designed to focus on criminal organizations rather than individual criminal acts. These are the guys who developed the malware, brokered the malware, operate the malware, so we can put them all into one legal filing to bring them together, he says. Now that has become part of our legal game plan as well. As cybercriminal and state-backed hacking has continued to escalate, the DCU has expanded its collaborations with law enforcement and used its techniques during an ever-changing array of global crises. In 2016, for example, the group carried out its first disruption of a state actor, conducting takedowns related to Russia's APT-28, known as Fancy Bear. The attackers had been using Microsoft-like domains in their notorious phishing rampages and disinformation campaigns related to that year's U.S. elections. In 2018, the group shared findings with the Delhi police about the actors behind 10 criminal call centers in India who were scamming victims in the U.S., Canada, the Netherlands, and Australia. The information sharing resulted in 63 arrests. In 2020, the DCU seized domains used by pandemic-related cybercrime and also conducted takedowns against the notorious TrickBot ransomware group ahead of the 2020 U.S. elections. We tend to think about it from the victim protection perspective, says Amy Hogan Burney, who oversees the DCU as Microsoft's general manager and associate general counsel for cybersecurity policy and protection. I leave deterrence generally to governments, but what I always focus on is victim protection. That can be narrow, meaning a Microsoft customer or type of Microsoft customer, or it can be really broad, anyone who is using the internet who may be impacted by cybercrime. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at Wired.com security. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.